Happy Halloween, everyone, on this 31st day of October. One of my favorite holidays of the year. I love Halloween. And it appears that everyone in Washington loves it, too. We have Eric Swalwell masquerading as a congressman, testifying up on Capitol Hill uh, about January 6th and against President Trump and what he thinks should happen. And uh, it's an assault on democracy and all that. This from a man who's stooping a Chinese spy by the name of Fang Fang, or Fang Fang, whatever the hell her name was, um, sounded like something out of a James Bond movie, almost tongue-in-cheek. Here he is completely compromised because he's getting his private member serviced by a Chinese hooker, essentially, who works for the government as a spy, and he's talking about uh, Donald Trump as being a threat to democracy. And then, of course, you have... Um, Charles Schumer always out there perennially as the the mighty cause leader of the underprivileged and the oppressed, and all he is is someone who wants to continue to be in power for power's sake. And then, of course, the best costume of all is Joe Biden, who continues to masquerade 365 days a year as the president of the United States. Uh, I was hoping he'd come out masquerading as um, just a senile old fool with dementia, that would be more closer to the truth. But of course, if he did that, he wouldn't really be masquerading because that's what he is. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show. And you can do so in one of several easy ways. You can either go to the Google Play Store, the iTunes App Store, and simply click subscribe to the Jamie Dury Show when you find us after a search, or you can download the free Podbean app at either of those two locations, and then search out The Jamie Dury Show within the Podbean app, Podbean being our hosting service, and you could subscribe that way. Whichever way you choose to subscribe, you'll be able to leave reviews, leave comments, um, give us a star rating. Please give us a five-star rating. We do our best to give you a good show and try and cover things that most other people aren't speaking about. And the more you give us in the way of positive reviews, the faster the show will grow, and the more our resources will grow, and the more we'll be able to offer you. Please share the show and tell your friends about us. That's one of the best ways. Referrals is one of the best ways to grow the show. It seems almost everyone has a podcast nowadays, so, so something has to set you apart from the rest. I like to think that we do. We don't mince any words. We try and bring an intellectual perspective to this whole thing. So please, by all means, enjoy the show, refer the show share the show, uh, keep those comments coming. And if there is a topic you would like me to cover or a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to email me directly at jamiedury1776 at gmail.com. And speaking of Gmail, do you remember when Hillary Clinton got in trouble way back there leading up to the uh, 2016 election because of her emails, because she had an unsecure server, private server in her residence in Chappaqua that anyone could have hacked, and it's a sure bet that it was hacked by the Chinese. And she had something like 30,000 emails she deleted because she said they were all having to do with her daughter's wedding and uh, yoga appointments. That's a lot of wedding planning and yoga appointments, don't you think? 30,000 emails? I get emails every day. I use Gmail. Gmail has a limited capacity for free storage when you have to uh, pay for it beyond that point. And I have maybe four or 5,000 emails in my box that go back a couple of years. Uh, I can't believe that 
yoga, and that's a business email. I can't believe that yoga appointments and wedding planning uh, necessitate 30,000 emails. Doesn't even seem possible to me. Well, if you thought that was a lot of emails, I have news for you. Based on a recent Freedom of Information request, the National Archives have located 82,000 pages of emails to Mr. Joe Biden when he was vice president of the United States using pseudonyms, fake email accounts. Now, two of them absolutely had to be uh, unsecured accounts because they were Gmail accounts. And the third one was a .gov address. So that's uh, a little bit of ambiguity there of how secure or it was or wasn't. But according to this article, came under legal pressure, the National Archives has located 82,000 pages of emails that President Joe Biden sent or received during his vice presidential tenure on three private pseudonym accounts, a total that potentially dwarfs the amount that landed Hillary Clinton in hot water a decade ago, according to a federal court filing just released this past Monday, just yesterday. The total of Biden private email exchanges was disclosed Monday in a little-noticed status report filed in a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit brought against the National Archives. Uh, It was brought by a public interest nonprofit group called the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Now, they they did it to try and seek access to his email um, just after it was revealed that he had used pseudonyms. He used three pseudonyms, RobinWare456 at Gmail, J-R-B-W-A-R-E at gmail.com and Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. This is all during the time that he was vice president of the United States under Barack Obama. I find it hard to believe that President Obama didn't know about this. Uh, I would want to make sure I knew about it if I, I were the president. My vice president was the sort of snake in the grass that Joe Biden is. Look, Joe Biden's been around Washington for 50 years Uh, Barack Obama, not really a great politician, not really a man accomplished of anything except uh, being a community organizer. He did nothing as a state representative in Illinois. He did nothing as a United States senator except vote present three times. He sponsored no bills, accomplished nothing. And then he catapulted himself to the presidency. That's my loyal bodyguard watching to make sure people aren't going by my office without authorization. Chill there, Pally. Anyway, um, but one thing he did know, and you could not not know it, uh, having been in the United States Senate, at least for the four years or so that he was there, he had to know Joe Biden, and he had to know that Joe Biden, 50 years in the Washington swamp, was someone who's not to be trusted, has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision in his entire career, and is an out-and-out thief, and can be bought very easily. So he had to know that. And if you know that and you pick him as your vice president, it would seem to me you'd keep him on a short leash and really watch everything he did. Uh, apparently, that was not done because if it were, um, then President Obama would know about this. Now, the other possibility is that Pre- President Obama does know about this. And he let uh, Joe Biden do what he did because maybe uh, President Obama was getting... Uh, a piece of the pie. 
which is why uh, it was allowed to go on. I, I referenced this even before the revelations of these 82,000 uh, pages of emails. You recall in an earlier show uh, last month or so, uh, I spoke about this on several occasions, um, that this investigation, the reason why they're trying to really stall any investigation into Joe Biden is not because anyone is trying to protect Joe Biden. They would sacrifice Joe Biden in a second. He's an old white guy. He's not in keeping with the new uh, look or the new face of the Democratic Party. They would cut him loose in a heartbeat to save the party and to save the movement. They're not so quick to destroy Barack Obama being the first African-American president uh, the United States and still probably the most popular figure in the Democratic Party right now on a national basis because of his former presidential status. Um, so I've always said that there is no way that Joe Biden could have done the things that he did as vice president unless Barack Obama knew about it, approved of it, and backed him up. You can't, as vice president, go into a foreign country like Ukraine and demand that a prosecutor be fired uh, or you're not going to get foreign aid and that prosecutor just happens to be investigating your son and your son's company. You can't do that unless you have the full authority of the president backing you up because the vice president, as I've said many times on this show, he may be number two, he may be the man that takes over if something happens to the president. But up until that point, he's got probably one of the most do-nothing jobs of anybody in the cabinet. He doesn't have a department that he runs. All right, they used to have him in charge of NASA. Big deal. Um, doesn't do anything. He just has to read information, keep abreast of what's going on so that he can step in if, God forbid, the president falls ill, uh, resigns for some reason, or is assassinated, as has happened on occasion in this country, God forbid, um, he's there. But that aside, he has no, no authority. He spends most of his time going to state funerals for other foreign leaders on behalf of the United States. So there's no way he could do all these things unless he had the backing of Obama, which means, now why would Obama do it? Unless he wasn't getting cut in. So these um, roadblocks, these stumbling blocks they're putting up to try and forestall or stall this investigation uh, into Joe Biden is, I believe, because they're trying to protect Barack Obama. And this revelation about these 82,000 pages of emails on three different pseudonym accounts only bolsters that argument because there's no way that he could have those three email accounts without Barack Obama knowing it. No way. Because somebody somewhere in the Secret Service or somewhere would have to know that he had these things. And if they knew he had these things, it was their obligation to inform the president because it could be a matter of national security. He has to know. He can't be kept in the dark. So that, on that basis, we have to assume that since he can't be kept in the dark and he had to be informed, that he was informed and that he does know. And therefore, he's complicit in all of this. All of this dirt that's being heaped upon Joe Biden, not without justification, Barack Obama knows. Now, anything Biden did before Obama came on the scene before he was vice president under him. That's a different story. You can't, can't blame uh, Barack Obama for that. There's a limit. But all the things that happened while he was vice president, absolutely, he had to know about it. And as stupid as this guy has proven himself over the years, it's sure enough a fact uh, 
that he didn't successfully hide what he was doing um, from Barack Obama. So that's my take on, on this email story. They have a few more um, facts here that they're talking about. Um, now, this status report, which was filed Monday in federal court in Atlanta, was the first one into this investigation to provide an estimate of the exact size and scope of possible government business conducted through Joe Biden's private email accounts. Quote, NARA, the National Archives, has completed a search for potentially responsive documents and is currently processing these documents for the purpose of producing non-exempt portions of any responsive records on a monthly rolling basis. They have identified approximately 82,000 pages of potentially responsive documents, and it is currently processing those documents and preparing any non-exempt responsive documents for production on a rolling basis. Now, that's big. That's big. And uh, we will be following this story as, as things develop, because we, we do want to keep you informed, and we want to be informed ourselves. So... There we have our first masquerader, Joe Biden, masquerading as President of the United States, and uh, Eric Swalwell uh, masquerading as a real patriot trying to testify to save the republic uh, in Washington uh, on Capitol Hill as if he's some hero to the cause. He is a piece of garbage. He is a compromised politician. He's in bed literally with a Chinese spy and he needs to be removed from Congress and placed in jail. Now, another person who's masquerading uh, in Washington these days is this piece of uber-leftist garbage that doesn't have the decency to recuse herself from the case, as is the case with many of these judges that are presiding over these numerous trumped-up charges against former President Donald Trump, if a, if a Republican ever presided over these things uh, against a Democrat in a similar situation, the calls for recu- recusal would be deafening on the part of the left. But these people just laugh it off and say, oh, I, I can be impartial, I can be impartial, even though they've donated to leftist causes their whole life. So we have this Judge Tanya Chutkin, and she's masquerading as a federal district judge. Uh, she rejected a motion that was filed by, believe it or not, the American Civil Liberties Union, because I guess they're trying to be true to their principles that everyone has rights, even people they don't disagree with, which is why that many years ago in that famous case, they defended the right of the Nazis to protest because everyone has the right to free speech, even if we don't like it. Oh, the Nazis paraded or whatever. So they wanted to file an amicus brief opposing the gag order that um, Judge Chutkin imposed on Donald Trump. Now, he, he's being prosecuted by Jack Smith, the special counsel, who himself is a, is a zealot of the extreme. And he had asked a gag order to be put on. And after the hearing, um, she granted the gag order, but it was a little different than originally proposed. Um, but the ACLU thinks it's too vague impermissibly broad, and they wanted to file an amicus brief. So the judge, citing federal rules of criminal procedure, saying that federal rules of criminal procedure and the local criminal rules, none of them contemplate the filing of amicus briefs in this situation. So she sees no reason to depart from it. Um, What 
Jack Smith was originally trying to do with this gag order was prevent him from making statements about Washington and his belief that the prosecution is politically motivated, remarks related to the case that are inflammatory or disparaging, and the judge took a different route. Judge Chutkin prohibited statements that target the prosecution and defense legal teams, court staff, and potential witnesses. In, in, in her opinion, it says here in this article, filed along with her order, she did not elaborate on what target means. So let me ask you this. Jack Smith is a zealot. He's pursued people before Virtually all of his convictions obtained have been reversed on appeal because he's an unprincipled thug that happens to have a law degree. And that's the case in this case. You're trying to tell me that a person doesn't have a right to challenge the veracity of the charges against him and the character of the people that are prosecuting him? I think he does, particularly when he's the 45th president of the United States. I think he certainly does. You can't gag. I think these gag orders in themselves are, are BS. This is just a way to to suppress opposition and uh, give the government an unfair hand uh, in this in this drama. And that's exactly what's being done here. Trump has a bully pulpit, and he has a right to use it. And now, despite all of the charges they brought against him in numerous jurisdictions, many of them being exposed for the falsehoods that they are, uh, all of them, many of them, proceeding from his assertion that the 2020 election was monkeyed with, and now over 60% of the American public believes that uh, because more and more information comes to light with each passing month. It's really, really incredible that you would try and silence a man, and now they're trying to use the 14th Amendment, which was drafted and passed after the Civil War, to be used against people who rebelled against the Union from the Confederacy by raising arms and leading um, men into battle. It was most often directed at generals, people who might try and run for office in the Union after. And I guess the Union people did not want former uh, rebels taking positions in the government, um, and so they, they stopped it. Now, that 14th Amendment is being dragged out of mothballs and somehow trying to be twisted and contorted uh, in people's minds to say that that applies to Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't incite anyone to riot. In fact, Donald Trump's statements were, I encourage you all to demonstrate peacefully. He never advocated violence. Nobody that went into the Capitol had a gun that was demonstrating in favor of Donald Trump. The only people who had guns were the Capitol Police officers, and the only violence done there really was that piece of crap lieutenant who shot that unarmed woman, Ashley Babbitt, and that son of a bitch should be hung from the highest yard arm because that was a cowardly act. There was not, and I've covered this on this show numerous times. In any venue or any jurisdiction you care to name, I don't know anything that Ashley Babbitt did that warrants the justification of the use of deadly physical force. In the state of New York, which is hardly a gun-toting state like the state of Texas, you're only allowed to shoot for certain things. I've told you this before. To prevent or terminate a crime, you can shoot for deadly physical force being imminently threatened against you, 
robbery in the first degree, burglary in the first degree, arson in the first degree, rape in the first degree, sodomy in the first degree, kidnapping in the first degree. And for someone that's already committed a crime and is fleeing to arrest, it has to be murder in the first degree, robbery in the first degree, manslaughter in the first degree, rape in the first degree, sodomy in the first degree. None of those things were being done by Ashley Babbitt. That was as cowardly as it can be. And only was it cowardly, it was reckless. Because if you look at the films, within 15 seconds or less, 10 seconds or less of her falling, she's surrounded by police officers in SWAT gear who are trying to render aid, which means they were downrange of her. So when this idiot fired blindly into this crowd, uh, he could have hit one of them. This guy is a piece of garbage. How he ever became a police officer, I do not know, but he's a disgrace to every law enforcement officer in this country. And this is coming from a man who's very pro-law enforcement, me. I never said that about another police officer before. But that was absolute cowardice. And it's a crime. And it ought to be treated as such. And I'm hoping a new administration will revisit that issue. The main topic I wanted to hit on today, of course, is what's in the news every day for the past two or three weeks. The conflict in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas. Now, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again bluntly. People in this country who are demonstrating against Israel, many of them Jewish themselves, young, privileged kids going to these leftist schools, the product of a 20-plus year indoctrination into uber-leftism and the denigration of this republic, its history, its founding, and all the principles that it stands for that we hold dear, are wrong-headed and misguided. There is no moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel. And the Palestinian people have been used as pawns, but many of them have been educated as terrorists. Many of them live in a culture where people who sacrifice themselves as suicide bombers are praised. People who do harm are praised. If you kill Jews, you're praised. There is a malevolence that is going on here on a scale that we haven't seen since the Nazis. Beheading people, taking old women and children as hostage and killing them. I don't care what the Palestinians say the Israelis are doing. When the Israelis visit fire and brimstone and violence, any place they direct it with their military power, they do so as a last resort, and any damage that comes about is collateral damage. They're the only nation I know that encourages people to leave an area in advance of them bombarding it so that they can minimize civilian casualties. When Hamas and these other terrorist groups, Hezbollah and other organizations in the past, have undermined the Geneva Convention, violated the rules of warfare by putting munitions and hiding terrorists and creating bunkers in the basements of hospitals and schools in the hope of using the occupants therein as human shields against an Israeli attack. When the Israelis have to bomb those locations, they lob dummy shells first. They hit the roof and make a noise. That's their warning to the people. Hey, got to get out because the next one's going to be real. It's going to flatten the building. Nobody else does that. They held themselves to a higher standard of conduct and warfare than any other modern nation in this century and the previous century. So there's no moral equivalency here. And I was sent a clip, I would play it for you, except it doesn't do you any good because it's spoken purely in Arabic by an Arab sheikh, I think from Saudi Arabia. 
But the translation is pretty clear. And um, he makes it very clear. He says, look, I don't know what's being said here, but basically I'm paraphrasing. He said, we Muslims are the descendants of Ishmael. That's Abraham's firstborn son with his slave, Hagar. If you want to trace this conflict back to its biblical and theological roots, as these people do, let's go all the way. In the Bible, whether it's the Torah, the Jewish Bible, or the Old and the New Testament of the Christian Bible, or even in the Quran, Muslims are descendants from Ishmael. God told Abraham he could have a child with his female servant, Hagar that he would raise that son up to be a great nation. That's the Muslims. They're descended from that line. The Jews are descendant from Abraham's firstborn son with his wife, Sarah, who was born after Ishmael. All the Jews are descendant from him, Isaac. So the Muslims and the Jews, according to this sheikh, are cousins. Palestinians are a displaced people. They have no lineage to either Ishmael or Isaac. He says, so how are you a part of all this? You have no land, you have no case. That land belongs to Israel, and it's always belonged to Israel. Wherever you go, you cause trouble. Isn't it interesting? Everyone wants us to accept refugees from Gaza and other places. Why is it, if this Palestinian cause is so noble and so righteous, why is it that no Muslim nation wants any of them in their country. Jordan took many of them many years ago. They couldn't wait to get rid of them. In fact, they massacred a bunch of them and got rid of them. King Hussein, the previous king. You're getting hosed, you're getting hustled by the American and the foreign media and by people who should know better into thinking that the Israelis somehow are the bad people here. They need to expunge these people. They need to expunge Hamas, people who are Palestinian who are trapped in the Gaza Strip are going to have to understand that they're going to have to simply move, get out, vacate, as the Israelis are instructing them to do, because they have to root out these terrorists. And the alternative is that the terrorists remain, and they live under the threat of terrorism because they're brutal. I saw a very interesting interview with Piers Morgan of a man who was the son of one of the founders of Hamas. And when he was incarcerated in an Israeli prison, he saw other Hamas prisoners tortured to death by other Hamas inmates. And he realized how sick and fanatical they were. And ever since then, he's been against it and is calling upon the Israelis to wipe out this evil, this Hamas, once and for all. So stop with the protests. Enough. And those of you, you rich people who have been romancing these institutions of higher learning, trying to bribe them with your generosity in order to get your children admitted because you once went there, Harvard or Yale, I'm glad to see that some of you are beginning to come to the realization and see the light that these institutions are not the same as when you went there and that they're nothing more than uber-leftist, communist, Marxist indoctrination centers and anti-Semitic indoctrination centers at that. And some people are now famously withholding their money because that's the only language these people understand. You want to change the education system in this country? I'm not talking about public school because they got the unions all wrapped up with the Democratic Party. But these private, rich institutions, you want to straighten it out? Withhold the money. You see how quick, when the endowments start shrinking, they start running short of cash, you see how quickly they change their tune.
Money is what drives it all. Now, before I go, there's one little thing I wanted to cover today of a non-political nature. Today is Halloween. Halloween has always been a special time for me. It's one of my favorite holidays. I am Christian, Catholic, and I love my religious holidays, Christmas and Easter. But two of my favorite holidays, perhaps my two favorite, are Halloween, precisely because it's just fun and not religious and everyone can enjoy it, and Thanksgiving, where everyone across denominations can come together and be thankful for what the Lord has given us, is what the first founders, it's a holiday unique to our country, and I think everyone should embrace it. I always remembered Halloween, I mean, pumpkin pie is one of my favorite desserts, and it was always made by my mother, Uh, and we all think of it as something you have around Thanksgiving. In my house, we always had it around Halloween, in addition to Thanksgiving, because my father, may rest in peace, was born the day before Halloween. So for his birthday, my mother always made it because it was one of his favorites as well, and that's how it became one of mine. The pumpkin is a hearty, hearty, not a vegetable, but a fruit, because it has seeds in it. It's a squash. So much health benefits come from it. Its color is derived from the abundance of beta-carotene. It's a, it's a plant that grows and matures in only 100 days. Uh, it's incredibly nutritious. It's incredibly large. It can serve a lot of people. Uh, you can preserve it. It keeps well for extended periods of time. It can be used to make pies. Far from, we all know about its use in pies and muffins, but it can be made... Uh, used to be made um, into soups and a host of other things. A good, healthy pumpkin soup is just as delicious, maybe more so, than uh, butternut squash soup, which is also very popular. It's loaded with antioxidants. Its orange color, again, is because of the beta-carotene. It probably has more beta-carotene than carrots do, just like sweet potatoes do. also contains an abundance of vitamin C, vitamin E, B6, magnesium, potassium, thiamine, folate, niacin, iron, riboflavin. There are even studies that suggest that uh, a diet abundant in pumpkin can give you a protective effect um, against prostate cancer because of the lycopene uh, it contains. And other studies have found that. I I first read about lycopene with tomatoes uh, because I used to eat a lot of tomatoes and that it... um, it has an abundance of lycopene and that it can protect against prostate cancer. But like a lot of people, as you get older, sometimes tomatoes don't always agree with you, very acidic, but pumpkin is not acidic. So give pumpkin a second look. There's some great recipes online around this time of year to give you recipes for pumpkin soup, which is great in the wintertime. It's really, really good. Uh, it's not that hard to make. It's pretty quick. Keep it, freeze it. It's just a great vegetable. It's just a a fruit again, as I said. It's just a great time of year. So I'm going to cut things short today because I'm going to go out now and try and meet my son for a little Halloween festivity. I encourage you to spend time with your family as well. As we move up from now into Thanksgiving, my very favorite holiday of the year, Uh, I wish you all a very happy Halloween to you and your families. Please tell everyone about the show. And remember, you can always contact me at jamiedury1776 at gmail.com. Until next time, 
watch out for the goblins. <laughs>